millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jadikin. How's it going, Des? Good. Good. Great. Good. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. Wonderful. Well, should we start out the show by talking about Jeffrey Epstein? Sure. Well, there there was like two Jeffrey Epstein news stories to come out this week, like two big ones. Yeah. First, there was like photos released. Did you see those? No, did you? Yeah, there was like a photo of like his neck with like a strangulation. Oh, like I think I read the description of the photo. Yeah. That the, it was gross. The, the ligature didn't match. The mark on his oh, neck. Oh, I didn't read that far into it. was it. like um, a thinner mark on his neck, and the, the rope was supposedly thicker or something. It did look pretty thin. It looked like a, like a, yeah. Like a like wire a, it looked, or like yeah, a. Yeah, like a, like a, like a thin rope mark. Yeah, so supposedly. Not like a bed sheet. Yeah, so that's so what I did read. People are suspicious. Oh, I look, mean, they're already suspicious. <laughs> I just mean that like every piece of news that's going to come out about Jeffrey Epstein, everyone is going to be looking at this through a conspiracy lens. Absolutely. First of all, why is Ghislaine Maxwell walking free? Where the fuck is she? Why is she not in jail? I don't know. It's weird. Look. Why is she not like making some kind of deal? Like I'll tell you everything, but I want immunity. Right. Like I'd be like, fine. I want to know. <laughs> like, I want to know everything. Like, yeah, I just, there's don't, something like, yeah. I don't know. This is, yeah. Okay. So, this is from NBC News. This broke today. And it is that the surveillance video from Jeffrey Epstein's first suicide attempt is gone. Right. Remember how he attempted suicide? Yes, like a month before. Yeah. Was he, um, is that common though? Well, that they delete things? Yeah, but in this case, it was supposed to be preserved. I'm just going to read this. This is from NBC News by Tom Winter. The surveillance video taken outside Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell on the day of his first apparent suicide attempt has been permanently deleted, federal prosecutors said Thursday, today. Epstein, the disgraced financier who was facing federal sex trafficking charges, was found semi-conscious in his cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center, in New York at around 1.27 a.m. on July 23rd. But that video is now gone because MCC officials mistakenly saved video from a different floor of the federal detention facility, prosecutors said in a court filing. The MCC, quote, inadvertently preserved video from the wrong tier within the MCC, and as a result, video from outside the defendant's cell on July 22nd through 23rd, 2019, no longer exists, the court papers say. The FBI made the discovery last week while reviewing a copy of the video provided by MCC officials, prosecutors said. So obviously people are like up in arms about this online. Like, oh, you guys just conveniently saved the wrong video from the wrong floor. It's like a sitcom where like Kevin James recorded like Waterboy over (laughs) something important or something. Like it's like seems so stupid. I mean, it's hard for me because it's like whenever I have conspiracy theories, I always think to myself, 
government officials and police, we always say to ourselves, are the stupidest people on the earth. Right. But then when these things happen, they're the most conniving and tricky and like technically advanced people ever to yeah. do something. Yeah. So that's something I always think about. It's like, well, which are they? The dumbest people or the like most sinister and like evil and tricky people? I think they're both personally. Uh, I think they're both too, but I do believe that people are stupid and might have clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> I do, like, because I could see myself maybe accidentally doing something. I, I would know. never put myself in charge well, of that, though. But if that's like, the case, that is like a pretty bad fuck up. It is a bad fuck up, but it is completely possible. It is possible. Um, I also feel like, on the other hand, wouldn't that be your most important thing? That's what I'm saying. To save, or like, in general, like, I don't quite get what they're saying happened a hundred percent, but did they have it at some point on tape and then it accidentally saved? Like that seems like a weird well, system. Like, well, they, I get what I'm gleaning from this is that they, the videos get deleted after a certain amount, like they right. expire, like surveillance videos everywhere. Yeah, they get reused. The tapes get reused the over and over. tapes get reused. But you would think after that, they'd save that day's. Yeah, they'd save that day forever for the the whole jail, for the whole prison, you'd think. It wouldn't even matter to your Right, because you might want to see someone walking around. Anything. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, oh, we saved the footage from that day, but the wrong tier, like the wrong level of the prison that he was on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's fucking stupid. So obviously- He should have been isolated and not on suicide watch 24-7. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. Because, like, they took him off suicide watch and then he gets murked, like, immediately. Or he that's commits like suicide. A, that is a whatever. person who is is going to commit suicide or something's going to happen to him. Yeah. There's no way. And it did. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what's going on in the Epstein world right now. I need this Epstein case to be fucking solved already. Like, I want it all out in the open and I, I want too. all the information already. That's why I'm literally like, just give Ghislaine some fucking deal and have her literally tell us every fucking detail because I want to know everything. I like, want everyone who was involved, every person who was on his right. plane and uh, had sex with minors and participated in this sex trafficking, I want all of them fucking taken down. Right. Like, to me, she's awful and gross, but it would be worthwhile to bring down all these big people who are probably going to continue doing it. To give her immunity way. if she told? Yeah, I mean... I don't know how deals work or whatever, or yeah. if she, she could be trusted to do it. Right. Because she'd probably get killed too the minute she made the deal. deal right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's so, but fun. I want to know everything. I do too. Also, he's an idiot who should have had like a manila envelope <laughs> that if he died, it got released. <laughs> how do you not do that if you're a crook? Like, if I was an evil person, I would have that set up and ready to go if I got killed. Yeah. My manila envelope full of all the everybody. evidence, all like microfiche in there, <laughs> like whatever, like everything's on evidence. Come on. Like if you're a bad guy, why would you not do why that? Why wouldn't you want to take down everyone else with you? You knew he had that information too. Right. Because that's how he- Desi, like, it just goes so far up. It's so deep. Yeah. So it's, you know he was using that information already. He has the evidence. So it's like, where is that fucking manila envelope? I the think, Desi <laughs> detective agency. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I like my true crime like stuff is from like the eighties. They have a manila envelope. And microfiche. So. <laughs> what the Seriously? fuck, Desi? Microfiche. It's all like TV movies I watched as a child. <laughs> This is how you do it. Where like where you were a child being abused herself and bad guys actually gotten got justice. Right. It's like yeah. this ultimate fantasy. Absolutely. Ugh. 
So yeah, it's a frustrating case. It's so frustrating because I, and I think a lot of people are either so obsessed with it or also just so like incensed by it, obviously, because it feels like nothing's happening. It feels like nothing's happening. This seems like a very clear case that they should be able to solve the suicide murder thing. At least. Not even just that, but like all the fucking people on his flight logs. There are so many people on the flight logs. Like, why are they, are they being investigated? Like, what's going on? There's a very uh, famous, important person who lives in Washington who's on the flight logs. Right. Why isn't that like being investigated? I'm, it's just like, it's this feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. Right. Because you know nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, Boy, but what a mess. Okay, let's move on to something uh, a little more lighthearted, significantly more lighthearted. Now, this story came out on December 31st, 2019. I know someone posted it in our Facebook group, but it's so fucking ridiculous. I feel like we should talk about it. This is from KFI AM 640, and it, the headline reads, Underage Men Arrested After Drunken Horse and Buggy Ride. Oh, God. Now, what makes this story particularly eye-catching is the mugshot photos of these four young individuals. Because first of all, they look like some weird, like, 16th century paintings of, like, townspeople. Like, I know they're Amish, but they look like they're from the 16th century. There's something wrong here. There's some, what is going someone on? Someone said to me, I can't remember, I posted a joke about them, and someone was like, they look like the Amish Ramones. <laughs> and I was like, that is perfect, and I'm actually furious. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's the, here is... What's the crime? Okay, I'm going to read this story again. This is from KFI AM 640. It says, four underage men from Michigan were arrested following a drunken horse and buggy ride through the streets of Beaverton Township. A motorist called 911 after the men started throwing beer cans at their car around 4 p.m. on Sunday, December 29th. Police located the group riding down a rural road in the small town of about 1,800 people. The officers pulled over the buggy, and the men lied about their ages and refused to give their names. The officers could tell the men were drunk and found several opened and unopened containers of alcohol inside the enclosed buggy. The four men identified as Levi J. Mast, Andrew B. Zook, Joseph S. Miller, and Joseph J. Troyer. Is that four men or three? Oh, that's four, four men. Okay. We're taken into custody and charged with felony obstruction of justice and disorderly conduct. They were also given a citation for being minors in possession of alcohol. Authorities did not say how the men got the horse and buggy. Weren't they Amish? Don't they have don't, a horse Are they buggy? Amish? Maybe everyone just jumped to that conclusion because they look super Amish. But I didn't realize it was in Michigan. I actually never read the story. I just saw the headline and picture. That was enough for me. <laughs> Did the, the picture is really what made... I mean, it is funny getting like arrested for drunkenly driving a horse and buggy. Like that's... It would not have been a big very, story, I think, without the pictures. Yeah. The mugshots, the really. The mugshot is just... It's like um, Kingpin. Like... <laughs> The movie? Yeah. Did you see Kingpin? Do you... Desi, the Amish bowler? I have like such a... Re- I'm sure Kingpin is like very funny, but do you know how many straight men have tried to force me to watch Kingpin? So I've just been turned off by it permanently. I'm not recommending it. I just... I don't even know that I've seen it, but I know like the imagery from it and they look yeah. like Kingpin people. Okay. Well, they're amazing looking. Uh, someone already posted a picture. Go look it up. 
Yeah. Just look it up. It's, it's are, worth looking at. They are large adult sons. Very large. They're, <laughs> they have big heads. They have, they do. Okay. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Our next story This also happened like about a week ago. This is from USA Today. And that is that Papa John, because we got to give updates on him. He has now vowed to eat 50 pizzas in 30 days. Before it was just 40. Now he's up to 50. He's upping the stakes. He is like such a cocaine. Like what is (laughs) going? He's like on a bender, right? Like there's something wrong with him. He's so sweaty and oily. What is... I think I saw the, there was like another video that was released too on New, was that on New Year's Eve? Yeah, where his reckoning, he's oh, going to yeah, have yeah. his reckoning. That was good. And, and then, then the guy from Domino's died. Dude. And then like the uh, the CEO of the British Domino's or something. Yeah. Was died like in the, a scuba accident. Yeah. Yeah. Very suspicious. The day of reckoning. Look, I don't want anyone to die, but <laughs> if, he, if he started killing pizza CEOs... <laughs> That would be insane. Like, <laughs> like if Papa John literally started off one knocking one. off pizza CEOs, that would be the crime of the century and no one would ever top it. Like I ever. Just imagine like that in the movie of this. Just I'm, I know what that montage looks like where you see all over the country and <laughs> all over the world. Fear. Different. And Herman no, Cain is like. <laughs> just, them, just them getting knocked off in this montage. Yeah. You know? It's so, that would be insane. This is a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. It does sound like one of those kind of highbrow crime capers where everyone involved is a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Totally. And like the victims are not that sympathetic because they're really rich. Exactly. Yeah. So Papa John's, like you said, he's very oily. He's very sweaty. I I know firsthand what Coke sweat looks like. This is Coke sweat. Just his personality seems like cocaine. 
Like his yeah. personality screams cocaine. Uh, although I was never threatening to eat anything while I was on cocaine, but we don't know. This is Papa John. Yeah. He's like, he would be the type that would like still eat on cocaine. There are people I know who were still like, you know, not super thin on cocaine. This article from USA Today says, forget the typical lose weight resolution. John Schnatner, the founder of Louisville, Kentucky-based Papa John's, posted on Instagram on New Year's Eve that he planned on eating 50 pizzas in 30 days in 2020. This is, this pledge, the pledge is a jump from his previous pizza binge, in which he claimed to have eaten over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days, adding, it's not the same pizza. That claim, which the former CEO made during a local television interview, sparked an onslaught of memes and tweets from users incredulous over the sheer amount of za. Please don't call uh, it za. No one says that, really. Please don't. Come on. That's like what uh, people write in articles. I hate it. People don't say that in real life. I want some za. <laughs> Who says it? I wouldn't even know what they were talking about. <laughs> during the November interview, Schnatner reiterated his belief that members of the pizza chain's board of directors conspired to force his resignation as chairman in July 2018, following a report that he used a racial slur during a conference call. In his Tuesday night Instagram post, Schnatner writes that his New Year's resolution is to try 50 pizzas in 30 days. Yo, Papa here, feeding the team. New Year's resolution for 2020, 50 pizzas, 30 days. 50 pizzas, 30 days, he repeats. (laughs) Happy New Year's. Okay, that's your Papa John's update. What? I like pizza a lot. Like, I could never eat that much, even if, like, like calories were no issue or whatever. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want that much pizza. He's like a fucking five year old who will only eat one food or something. Like it's also what is wrong with him? It's also not pizza for every meal for thirty days. It's entire pizzas. Are those personal pizzas? I bet he's getting larges. I think this guy eats a lot of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like he seems like he has a problem. <laughs> There's something wrong here. This and is we not love norm- pizza. This is like my 600 pound life level. But like, even I don't see even them do something that crazy. <laughs> Except for that one guy from Rhode Island. He did love pizza. Dude, okay. What was his please, name? Steven. Please, Steven, the Asante brothers on my 600 pound life. If, look, I, look, my 600 pound life is one of my favorite shows about addiction. It's like, it's for anyone who ha- has dealt with addiction issues. It's like such a raw look into it. Right. However, there are a few episodes that are not <laughs> tear jerkers or slash heartwarming. There are some episodes where the people are complete fucking train wrecks. And specifically the four-part saga of the Asante brothers. Yes. If you are into train wreck TV, these brothers and their fucking father who has just had it. <laughs> He has fucking had it with his He's son. had it, but he's still on the phone ordering pizza in he, Houston. Oh my God. <laughs> it is such a like perfect, sad fucking depiction of someone who needs Al-Anon so yeah. bad. He he's, needs it so bad. He can't say no. He cannot say no to his When sons. they were driving in a medical van through the fast food drive through I was like, this is, this is where I would be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm in a medical van being transported. Hey man, that's addiction. But... <laughs> It's, they're, 
the, the, the sickness that these brothers have, that's not funny. It's their personalities that's fucking insane. Because Steven is so ungrateful. He's so awful. He's, he's so insane. entitled. He like, is insane. He's so awful. He is an awful human being. And the father, the father, he just gives up. He just says, fine, have a pizza, have a party. <laughs> yeah, the father is really good. He's fucking had it. He's had it. He's had it. I like the father, but he is such an enabler. I wanted oh, to like shake him. It was sometimes. so sad watching him being such an enabler. But honestly, if if you're into Trainwreck TV, I recommend the four part Asante Brothers. Yeah, it's good. It's a great saga. I'm pretty sure someone posted this on our Facebook. This is from Associated Press. I just really like this lady's mugshot. This psychic scammed a mom out of seventy thousand dollars because she said that her daughter was possessed. Oh. This is from Somerset, Massachusetts. A woman claiming to be a psychic stole more than $70,000 from a client by telling the woman that her 10-year-old daughter was possessed by a demon and she needed the money to banish the spirit. Tracy Milanovich, 37, of Somerset, is charged with obtaining property by trick along with larceny and witness intimidation. Wait, that's a, that's a crime? Obtaining property by trick? Like, you tricked me. <laughs> I like that that's the official name. She got it by trick. <laughs> It just sounds funny. (laughs) Uh, Police started investigating December 17th when the alleged victim reported that she was tricked by Milanovic into (laughs) handing over large sums of cash along with household items, including towels and bedding, to battle the (laughs) demon. The allegations date to November 15th when the woman went to Milanovic's business, Tracy's psychic palm reader, for a tarot reading. Oh, boy. Milanovic was arrested December 27th. She was arraigned in the Fall River District Court this week and released on personal recognizance. A message seeking comment was left at her business. Somerset police are asking anyone who thinks they've been victimized by Milanovic to contact them. $70,000 is a lot of money to get swindled How do you even have that much money to get swindled? (laughs) That's like a lot. Like I understand what it's like to be a dumb bitch as a dumb bitch. Yeah. But that is like a next level. I mean, you have to have that kind of money. Right? Like to be, to give it up. I mean, I wouldn't be able to get this, swindled out of that much. This lady must have been so fucking manipulative. To or is swindle. she taking out loans or getting like a whatever? She sounds like she's preying on people who are like, I don't know what, I, I need more information, background. What's like, the mugshot? She just looks like kind of hot. <laughs> oh. She looks like an evil, <laughs> she looks like an evil uh, hot this lady. Is in Massachusetts? Yes. <laughs> I was laughing because our friend Alan tweeted something recently that made me laugh where it was something like that you're from Massachusetts, like don't date a girl from Massachusetts. I can't remember what the tweet was, but it made me laugh the way he framed it. And there was something about it. I was like, yeah, girls from Massachusetts are fucking crazy. (laughs) They're like tough. Like they're like scary. I don't know. It's kind of like Long Island girls. Like they, I think they put their guys through the ringer. I'm not saying the well, guys don't deserve it. You know it. what? Massachusetts <laughs> listeners at us. Only the women though. I yeah, don't want to hear I'm curious. I don't want to hear from our the men about crazy Massachusetts bitches. You dated I only want to hear from right. from our hot female Massachusetts listeners. Yeah. Are you tough? Are you we hot and tough? I yeah. bet you are. Here's a feel good story to close out our news, and that is that a missing cat was reunited with its owner. Oh. This cat was missing for two years, oh Desi. Oh my god. Uh, this is from People. Two years after disappearing during Hurricane Irma, <gasps> Florida cat gets holiday reunion with owner. I almost Aww. cried when I saw this. A holiday reunion. That's so Here's good. a picture of the cat named Ava with uh, with the cat's mom. 
Oh, she looks healthy and good. I know. Where was she? Okay. The article says it's a Christmas miracle. A few days late on December 27th, Florida, Florida's Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office announced on Facebook that they helped reunite a missing cat with her owner. According to the post, Ava, the feline disappeared two years ago during 2017's Hurricane Irma. No one except Ava, the cat knows what the feline was up to between the day she went missing and December 24th, 2019. (laughs) I love that framing. No one knows except for the cat. (laughs) Look like, at her. She's so cute. She's a what little, was she doing? What were you up to, Ava? What were you up to? She's probably getting food from every neighbor on the block. This is like, it says on Christmas Eve, Ava turned up at one of the sheriff's office district headquarters. According to the Orlando Sentinel, not wanting this little cat to spend the holidays alone, deputies took her to a vet to get her checked out and hopefully get her place to a home, they soon discovered that Ava already had a home. Aww. It is so fucking cute. The vet found that Ava had a microchip loaded oh. with her owner's contact information. Deputies reached out to Ava's owner and arranged a reunion between the owner and her long-lost pet. Ava is now living in luxury, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office wrote on Facebook how of how the reunion went. Anyway, I just wanted to give a heartwarming story to close That's this so out. Heartwarming. We love a pet reunion with their owner. Yeah. Especially like, oh my God, after a hurricane, like that must have been so scary. She probably thought it was dead for sure. Yeah. Oh. Congrats to this woman. Yay. Who Ava. got her little baby back. Love what a it. cute little girl. Very cute. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. All right, Desi, let's talk about entertainment. Let's talk about what we've been watching. I know there's like one thing we want to talk about. Let's talk about the other things first. Okay. I haven't been really watching anything of interest other than the thing we're going to talk about. Okay. I watched some old reality stuff and I watched um, Aliens the other night. (laughs) That's my big weird thing that I watched. Uh, Here's a weird thing. Everyone is always like Aliens is better than Alien. I disagree. Did people really say that? Yeah. They're like, it's the rare sequel that there's something about, okay, maybe a film person can school me on this. No. I like, <laughs> and I say that with <laughs> rhetorically. I don't want to hear this explanation. <laughs> but it's like, I don't like the look of certain 80s movies and the 70s, like the 70s alien has a cooler look and the 70s thing. The look of it is very cheap, whereas the alien 70s looks really cool and cool, like, and the thing as well, like, that looks really cool. And those are both, like, what, 1980 or late 70s. Uh, and I don't know why there's, like, certain look to 80s movies, and I don't know what that is, if it's, like, a film they were using or, like, what. I think, um, I, think, I just felt like watching that movie, I was like, ugh, this looks like a borderline B movie. And I know it was a big budget movie. I also, think, Paul Reiser is in it, and he's so awful. I think that obviously depends on. The movie, like personally, one of the best looking movies, in my opinion, ever came out in 1986, which is Manhunter. I think it's I think it's the movies, too. I don't think it's like indicative of the 80s, 
but there, but there is something specific about this look that is very 80s well, the to technology me. was changing too right but i don't think it was better that's what's weird well that's how i feel about cgi like i don't think like a lot of like CGI creatures look better than puppets. Right. It's not even the it's not even the CG like the look of the aliens or anything that it's purely the look of the film, like the color and like the, there's like something about the color. You know how 70s movies kind of always look to- taupey or brown, <laughs> right? Like there's that kind of thing. There's something about this where it's just this doesn't look it looks like a movie. It doesn't look real. Yeah. Like, I feel like Alien looks more fucking gritty. real. More it was gritty. like gritty. And yeah. this looks just kind of like it's a movie. Yeah. And even the acting style was like a little cornier with some of the actors in it, I felt. I've never seen the sequel to Alien. It's not a bad movie. It's just like, it's a good movie. But it, there's just something I don't, I was surprised. I was like, no, Alien is way better. I don't know what people are talking about. Maybe it's also I don't really love James Cameron. Well, I, uh, Watch some exciting TV this week. I just finished Goliath season three. If you have not seen Goliath, it's on Amazon Prime. It's such an underrated show. I cannot believe it doesn't get more love. It's starring Billy Bob Thornton, who I fucking love. He's so hot and sexy. Yeah. And if you like courtroom noir shows that are filled with, you know, like some crime shit. I recommend Goliath. And it's super weird. This season's super weird, and I liked it. And, like, all the actors in it are brilliant. So I highly recommend Goliath. And the podcast I want to give a shout-out to is my friend Kara Berry's podcast, Everybody's Business But Mine. That's the name of her show. If you're into reality TV and want her dishing about, like, reality TV gossip slash reality TV updates... And recaps, I highly recommend that podcast. She's very funny. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I forgot to tell you, I meant to bring it, but we got a Christmas card from the podcast. I'm sorry, I can't remember the title now. What's where the is line? the line? Where is the line? Oh my God. Yeah, I have it. I think people who like our show would like it. I love Where is the Line. I low-key, I'm just going to mention this on the air, very professional, not talk to you about it first. I low-key want to do a crossover with them. Okay. If you want to do a crossover with us... And we like your show. Yeah. Hit us up. Make sure we like your show Make first. Make sure we like your show first, though. <laughs> Ask us, like, subtly and see what we say. Say, hey, do you like my podcast? And we, yeah. Judge us by our reaction. But anyway, thank you to Where is the Line podcast. You guys are great. I'm a big fan of your show. Okay. Desi, let's talk about you. Okay. First of all, I would like to say f- that first up, when... F- when season one of you came out, was that last year? Yes. Uh, I tried watching it like the first episode and I like fell asleep and I just was kind of like, uh, eh, that show's stupid. And it does kind of have a boring first episode or kind of like a, uh, it's like you want, they want you to be like in love with this girl back, right? She's, but she's walking awful. in the bookstore and she's so boring. I was like, where is this going? Like whatever. So for some reason I was just more in the mood to watch this kind of trashy TV. So you kind of have to be in the mood for it, I guess. And then I literally watched two seasons in like whatever, three days. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I mean, it's only like 20 episodes or something. Not even. Uh, so oh, both seasons. Both seasons, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know where you want to begin. Like, well, I, to, to me, season two is so good, but you have to watch season one. I'd like to see, I kind of liked season one better, but I loved season two also. I, the thing about you, this is a show on Netflix, by the way, starring Penn Badgley. <laughs> 
<laughs> and other people and other people, but mostly just Penn Badgley. And the thing I had an epiphany about you, and it's that the reason the only non awful, insufferable character on the show is Penn Badgley, who plays a fucking psychopath. Right. But why is he the only person who is like remotely likable? Because you have to want to follow his journey. But everyone else is so awful. Like I didn't. I feel like because you don't want to, you don't really feel bad when things happen to them. That's the genius of the show. Yeah. Because they're awful. Like I was like rooting for bad things to happen to Peach in the first season. I mean, everyone's so irritating. I just didn't care like about them. It wasn't that I necessarily wanted bad things to happen to Peach or whoever. I mean, I don't want to give spoilers, but like, obviously it's probably not that spoily because <laughs> it's such an obvious melodrama. But, uh, I mean, I like the first season. I feel like the first season is definitely more serious. Like it was trying to be a good show. They right? went off the rails in season, season two. Season two, they gave up on trying to be whatever gossip girl or some high caliber teen I don't know what you want to call it, like young adult drama, like soap opera. It's the show doesn't know what it wants to be because the 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 quality of like the writing on the show feels very teen soapy. But then there's so many themes in it and like the language in it is so adult in some ways. The teen the first season definitely was a better attempt to be like in the vein of a gossip girl. Or whatever, that type of show. The second season is fucking insane. <laughs> so poorly written that oh my it's God. that it's like almost genius, like savant level. <laughs> like you can't believe. Like, like oh, let's just talk about the second season. Cause the first season I feel like is great. You'll like it, whatever. The second season is also very compelling. You'll watch it. But it is you can't when I was watching it, I can't think of one episode that I wasn't like, what the fuck? Stunned. It's stunningly stupid. It's yeah. set in LA. Uh, it's like a person put a fucking piece of paper and a computer and it shot out like cliches about LA. Cliches about LA that like no real human being who lives here. Even if you had one of those in a show, I'd be like, come on. But this had literally thousands. It was like, (laughs) and it kept going throughout the whole show. Like it was like a bunch of like, they went on like Instagram, some Instagram meme aggregator account and had them write it. Well, it's also very uh, technology and social media heavy because of the stalking elements. Yeah. And I feel like that plays into a lot of the corniness because these people are also, the writers seem like they're not really on social media or something, which is weird, but their, their like knowledge of like Twitter or Instagram is very like, let me Google (laughs) what influencers do or like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it would have taken them, all they had to do was hire one real person who does all this shit to like to be like their fact checker. It's not like these characters don't actually exist in LA in some capacity. It's more that they're so, it's just so much like show, like, like, uh, just like, it's like so heavy handed about how they're portraying these people. It's literally nonstop. Right. Like it's like, it's not enough that they're an influencer always taking selfies, but they're also drinking kombucha and going to Reiki. Like, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, they have to have like 800 things that they do that are cliche. It's like everything's dialed up to an 11. It's like no characters are based anywhere in reality. The only remotely realistic characters. Well, first of all, Penn Badgley, like if you think about it, he's the only one who wasn't doing insane LA things. Right. He's just living life in LA, which is 95% of the people in LA, <laughs> yeah. right? Like him. Uh, and then, there was the young girl. 
she was like a pretty fine character. Like without all the other shit, she wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Like she was just a normal character. And then I would say like Crystalia, the comic, like that seemed pretty, he seemed fine too, but he was surrounded by a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's weird stuff. Every time I think, I'm like, oh, no, that was like, no, he also had all this stupid shit. I I don't know. It's insane. Like, if you want, like, a fucking barn burner of a binge watch that is really stupid, but it's like the nature of it is very cliffhangery. So every episode ends where you want to watch the next one and you hate yourself when you're doing it. It's like eating a bunch of, like... bad food you can't stop in the midst of it and then you feel bad afterwards you're like what did i just fucking consume like it's so i like cannot wait for season three i cannot wait i fuck like i I don't know how you'll top season two two season two is so insane and stupid oh it's so fucking stupid it's so good but i love it i I love it fucking love it it's so like when you say you like season one i like season one better because i felt like it was better it was a better show. Right. I like season two though. Cause I was like, this is insane. And there's <laughs> nothing like this. I mean, they just had to throw every single like LA cliche at the wall. And one thing it kind of reminded me of slightly. And I, this isn't like a perfect example. It kind of reminded me of how like Dexter started off pretty good. Yeah. And then the last two seasons or maybe the last season, it went crazy. Did you watch Dexter? Of course. I oh, love yeah. Dexter. Like the last season went off like, it just went insane. But let's just be real. The first season, any season of you is nowhere near the quality of Dexter in terms of writing and Oh, no, no, no. Dexter is like a good show. Yeah, that's like a legitimately good show. Right. This is a good show because it's such a train wreck, and but it's but it's still compelling. But it had that like arc to it where it was like it started off yes. like a normal show. Yeah. Like whatever. The quality I'm not even interested <laughs> in. It just seemed like a show that people were trying to make good. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was like... It was crazy, but it was like, whatever. But season two, I don't even know what that was. Like, uh, it, it, that's what it reminded me of, like, when I said the Dexter, because I do feel like the last season of Dexter was like, this is going against everything the show was. Like, it just got crazy for me. Right. So I felt like that was sort of what season two of you it is. So I don't like, know where they're going. I mean, it felt like a bot wrote the show. That's how you feel. It feels like a bot wrote the show. Right. So. I like want this show to come so fast. Like I can't remember the last show where I'm like, I need season three right now. <laughs> it's like up there for me with like Succession or like with Game of Thrones. No, I was can't. Like, wa- I cannot. I like, wait. want it so bad. I like, can't. So I didn't wait. have that between one and two because I didn't watch it. Uh, but now I'm like, I need this. I need to see we, what happens. We love it. Brendan and I both love it. We watch. We binged it together. Can't it's wait. So binge, like yeah. it is the binge. We we had to wait, like because we watched season one when it first came out. I was up until like three a.m. watching it. I don't really stay up late. And then I woke up and I was like, I need to like. <laughs> I was you're, like, I was addicted. I was like, where am I going to fucking have a chance to watch you again? Like I was so like agitated. <laughs> It's like it's just like planning, plotting my time. Like, okay, if I do this and this and this, I get this work done, then I'll have an hour. I can watch episode eight. Like, so, and I've watched the set, the last episode of season two, like twice now because I fell asleep a the bit. The last episode was great of season like, two. Yeah, so I am actually great. glad because I did miss some things. So I was like, oh, thank God that was worth. <laughs> that was definitely worth it. <laughs> All right, Desi, what you eat, and more importantly, are we going to talk about? The horny Twitter summit. Oh, let's just talk about the horny Twitter. Okay. Because I mean, I ate so much in the past few weeks. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything. The horny sum, uh, Twitter summit, that was really fun. Should we explain what horny Twitter is very briefly? 
Sure. Horny Twitter. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> now I can't, I can't really explain I was, I was like, it. you do it because I don't know how to succinctly say it. Basically, it's a few of us on Twitter who are actually very horny and like real. We're really horny. Like, like, and we tweet about horny stuff 24-7. There's no daytime Twitter. We'll tweet about cum at 10 a.m. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But it's not fake. It's real because we're horny at 10 a.m. <laughs> it's a very, it's very based in reality tweets about cum. Horny Twitter is Alan Strickland Williams, Steve Hernandez, Alana Levinson, and you and me. Yeah. That's basically what the, we decided. We decided that. No one nominated us. This is just this us isn't deciding. Official. This is this is official in our book. This is this is It wasn't on Mashable. It was not on a Mashable <laughs> list. This was not written up in the cut. This so is just us deciding. We've all been horny together and always retweet and fave each other. And we're always the ones who are like, hey, <laughs> on everyone's tweets. So we decided, why don't we all go out to dinner? We right. went out to dinner. And Steve put it together. Steve did such oh, a good job. Oh, by the way, Steve and Alan are on the male gaze, which Rachel and I both Let's did. talk about the male gaze for a second. The male gaze is a podcast that you should listen to if you want to hear four funny comics talk talking about, about news. talking about current events. But it's always sort of... They'll find the sex stories if they're there. There's a horny angle to yeah, it. There is definitely a horny angle. But Steve angle. and Alan are both on that show. Yeah, and they're hilarious. They're, uh, we love them. We give them two horns up. I don't know. <laughs> All the horns. Two dicks up. So we went to uh, Taylor's Steakhouse. Because we had to decide first, what is the horniest restaurant in LA? Yeah, a steakhouse. It's a steakhouse. Absolutely. And specifically Taylor's Steakhouse. It's really old school. I love it. With, I like, loved it. It was so fucking good. It surpassed my... I knew it was going to be good, but it surpassed my expectations. Me too. I want to talk about the prime rib that I had. Because I'm don't. Okay. i not like a red meat eater, famously. But I love a prime rib at an old school place. And this was like fucking delicious, Desi. Yeah. It came with mashed potatoes, which sometimes I'm very wary about restaurant mashed potatoes because I, I don't like when people like over whip them. But these were perfect. They're perfectly seasoned. And the cream spinach there... Best cream spinach I've ever had in my mm, life. Yum. It was so good. I love cream spinach. I had a ribeye with a baked potato. Classic. And I had old fashions. It was like an ideal. Desi got meal. wasted. I was very wasted. She was fucking <laughs> wasted. We had to take. I mean, <laughs> and I drank Shirley Temple's all night. It yes. was great. <laughs> it was fun. And then we went to Jumbo's afterwards. Right, and that was fun. I switched to Diet Cokes. <laughs> and then and then what happened? It was, oh, shit. So that's this right. was Desi's birthday, you guys. Oh, right, this right, This was right. happening. The Horny Twitter Summit. It randomly, was, Steve randomly set it up, and it was my birthday. And I was like, yes, that's the perfect birthday. So, so I was happy. Desi and I got back from Jumbo's Clown Room at around, I don't know, 2 a.m.? It was we're, like 2 a.m. We're at my house, and Desi's drunk, so I, ordered, I post-mated donuts. Where did us. you get those donuts from? California donuts? They were from California donuts. Those were good. They were really good. We were eating those fucking donuts, just sitting on the we sofa, were pounding the, them. And Brendan was trying to sleep, and we were like being so loud. Wait, because we were looking at people's pictures and laughing. <laughs> That was that night. We were dying laughing. I mean, that makes us sound great. But it was funny. We were just and cackling was, and, and eating poor, donuts. Poor Brennan was just trying to sleep. And we come in like, let's order donuts. Well, he's probably not used to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> the wild. the wi- We went wild in. 
It was fun. Yeah. So, no, I like that. We have to do it more. We got to do... I just said, this has to be a regular thing. I can't wait a year. I cannot wait a year to for the Horny Twitter Summit to happen again. I need this to be like at least like a four times a year thing. I feel like every few months is doable. I mean, I want to go back again. I'm hungry for that stage. We have to go to Taylor's always. Let's just like... Desi, I'm, Let's just do it. I've been thinking about that piece of meat since... The summit. The baked potato was so good. You know me. I love a baked potato. <laughs> I know. I know. You hungry bitch. Oh, that's anyway, good Anyway, I'm getting hungry right now. I got to eat something. Me too. What time is it? 11 p.m. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys. Thanks, guys. We'll talk Happy to you New later. Year. Bye. Bye.